You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Bucknutters. It is Thursday, September 1st, 2022. I am Dan Rubin. This is the Bucknuts Morning 5 and Change. I am waiting for our live people to join in here. It will be just a second once they hop on. And there they are. Welcome to the Bucknuts Morning 5. Those of you on Facebook, YouTube, or Twitter, you see the beautiful faces of Mark Porter and Bill Curlick. It is Thursday. We are here to talk recruiting once again. A little house clean to get started here. As you know, it's kind of a big weekend in Columbus. Ohio State will, of course, host Notre Dame on Saturday evening after the game, immediately after the game. And by immediate, I mean as the final buzzer goes off at the shoe. What we learned live will start with Dave Biddle here on these very channels. It will be the best post-game show you can get. You can... You can uh, share your opinions, get Dave's immediate what we learned. Uh, all our staffers will join in. You may even see Bill Kerlick make an appearance given the red carpet this weekend. It's going to be an absolutely impressive show of force, and it's something we're going to do every game. What we learned live and uh, immediately after the game. So whether you're at the game, whether you're at home, whether you're stuck in your car in traffic, leaving the game, whatever, you can tune in and you can watch Facebook, YouTube, and Twitter. We've always done what we learned after the game. That will still be there after this, but this will be live right after the game with Dave Biddle. Got to be there. Gentlemen, welcome. Well, Bill. Good morning. And, and Dan, uh, after, uh, after Dave uh, starts the live show right after the Ohio State game, I uh, – as soon as he's ready, I will be on the horn uh, on that show on uh, Saturday night into Sunday morning. And I'm guessing with the list of recruits we have lined up for this weekend, there's going to be a little bit to talk about recruiting wise after that game. And we will get into at the end of this show, we'll get into what uh, Bill and Mark are doing on the Ohio high school scene. But Bill brought it up. I said this on Tuesday. I'm not sure I've ever seen a red carpet list like the one coming to Ohio State. However, Bill, first, we must discuss what happened last night. That was the midnight crack of dawn. Uh, Colleges are allowed to officially contact class of 2024 prospects. Ohio State had a few guys at the top of the list. If you go to the site right now, Bill has a premium story up. Unless you know who was contacted, we can't give you all the names, Bill, but it is kind of indicative of who they like. An NBA free agency, you want to get a knock at your door at 12.01 from the general manager. A little different here. Who did Ohio State reach out to early? And uh, some names we definitely need to know for the 2024 cycle. 
Well, one thing that's kind of interesting is I, I like to do this uh, every year. I go back uh, the, to the previous year and just look at who they contacted as the clock struck midnight. And it's kind of like you said, Dan, there'll be a, a, a list of guys that you say, well, now, you know, 12 months later, it's obvious they would have contacted this guy's committed or this guy was the top. Right. But there's always a few outliers like, hmm, they contacted him right away. But right. as things turned out, they didn't end up recruiting that player really hard. So there are a few outliers, but generally speaking, the guys that uh, they contacted right away are the guys that we're going to be talking about for the next four, six, eight, you know, 12 months, whatever, uh, you know, over that period of time. And and as you can guess, some of the names at the top of the list were, were wide receivers, Jeremiah Smith uh, and Josiah Jojo Trader from Florida. You know, those, those guys are, uh, uh, as Mark likes to say in a very positive way, those guys are freak shows. Uh, mm-hmm. You don't get any better than that. No. Sammy Brown. Uh, and I'll throw out a name that uh, uh, told me that Ohio State was the very first school to contact him when the clock struck midnight, which for him uh, was midnight, but it was 3 a.m. here in Columbus, Ohio, that being linebacker Kingston Viamu Asa from St. John Bosco High School. Uh, And, you know, another interesting thing, a lot of the guys that they were in contact with, this is kind of a transition, I guess, a lot of the guys that they were quickly in contact with last night are going to be in the horseshoe this Saturday for the Ohio State Notre Dame game, including Kingston, who will, on his own dime, travel from California to Ohio State to see that game. Bill, that leads us into uh, the red carpet. And I believe Kingston's high school teammate, um, Mateo Uwe Ungale, who took his official visit to Ohio State in June, will be back. There is plenty of video out there for you to check out of these two guys playing Allen, Texas this past weekend. Man, um, if Kingston is number 47, and I believe he is, these are two of the more impressive dudes you will ever see on a football field. Uh, Mateo obviously headlines the trio of defensive ends in the class of 2023. Ohio State is still chasing down. Before we get into uh, Mateo's plans, Mark, you did a report on Mateo Uyungale. Um, yeah. He was definitely on your freak show list. Tell everybody what you saw out of him. He plays tight end and kind of a defensive end for them. Very similar, and the way they're recruiting him is to JT Tuamolau. So yep. uh, if there's ever a clone, it's impressive to get back in the mix. I was going to say, you mentioned JT Tuamolau. That is a great comparison for him. Uh, offensively, he showed off a tight end how he could run in the open field and how athletic he is. But on the defensive side of the ball, he could play every position. He's out there at end, but he has so much size and power that if you ever slid him inside, that would function very well as a three technique or even a nose. And I think he's going to get bigger and stronger. He looks like one of those guys that lives in the weight room. Uh, his, his strength shows up. His anchor ability shows up on film. Uh, but he does have the ability to rush from the outside. That's why he may get his first chance out there. Uh, he can collapse the pocket, push the pocket, and make it smaller for the quarterback. But very, very talented and a prospect. And there's a reason he's going to be one of the last guys to sign because – He's so, so highly sought after. I'm sure he's going to enjoy the process, and the NIL words may be a part of this. 
Bill, like I said on the show on Tuesday, what stands out to me about Mateo, he has a ridiculous wingspan. There are these guys who, when they wear their pads, it looks like their bicep. You look, you think they're wearing smaller pads. They're not. They just have these ridiculous arms where their bicep actually comes out underneath the shoulder protector. I'm getting a little geeked out there, but he did take his official visit in June. He's coming back. Um, Big Dave will be there beside him. Do we? How good of a shot do we have? And maybe you want to talk about the big three, Bill. Well, um, I was on a podcast the other day, uh, yesterday or the day before, with uh, Blair Angulo, our guy out on the, one of our guys on the West Coast. And, and nobody has the West Coast covered like 247 Sports with Angulo and, and Greg Biggins and so on. Uh, it's as good as it gets. It is. Um, but I was on a podcast with Blair the other day. We talked about Mateo. Uh, uh, Blair... Uh, you know, he, he is as high uh, on Mateo as, as anybody else. You know, he's just a tremendous prospect. And, you know, I've talked to Greg Biggins about him and some other people. Um, it, it's really pretty wide open between three schools right now, Ohio State, USC, and Oregon. That doesn't mean somebody else is not going to get into the picture like Alabama or whatever, but those are kind of the big three right now. And I think anybody that says they know which of those schools that Mateo is going to, you know, is maybe trying to sell you a little bit of goods because I think he could realistically end up at any of the three. And, you know, I think the family is, you know, discussing. They may, all, may not necessarily all favor the exact same school right now. And it's going to come down to uh, uh, the decision by Mateo, which one he likes best. Um, but I do think it's significant. As I had mentioned on Blair's podcast, um, he's going to be at Ohio State for the third time this weekend. And two of those times, all the way from California, are on his own dime. He made the official visit, obviously, on Ohio State's dime. But he's going to be back this weekend on an unofficial visit. And he also camped at Ohio State. And Mark and I watched him in person and saw just how good he is. But uh Right now, this is my feeling, is that I don't think Ohio State trails anybody and that uh, they're certainly in as good a spot as anybody, if not better, uh, to land Mateo. We'll see what happens. And by the way, uh, we, we, we have to mention a third guy, uh, Peyton Woodyard, uh, mm. the, the uh, safety at uh, their school. He's a tremendous prospect, too, who I think Ohio State and Notre Dame are, are, are perhaps the co-leaders for right now. Or maybe Ohio State, I think, maybe has a little advantage. Talk to some people at Notre Dame. They think maybe Notre Dame has a little advantage. But he, too, is going to be back at Ohio State this weekend for the Notre Dame game. I'm sure there's a little – go ahead. I'm sure there's a little bit of fear, as I'm feeling it, is that uh, Mateo has taken official visits to the three schools you mentioned but will take an official visit to Alabama during the season. And given how this recruiting cycle has gone, Tricky Nick looms out there as like the Grim Reaper here. So it'd be very nice to see JT Tuamolo and Jack Sawyer go to town on uh, Notre Dame with the band in the house. Uh, that'd be very important. Bill, we mentioned the big three. Ohio State is chasing two other defensive ends, Damon Wilson. And my other guy, bring us up to speed. Yeah, Keon Keeley, the other one. Uh, you know, how, how ironic is it <laughs> that 
Keon Keeley was committed to Notre Dame for so long. And all of a sudden, the first game of the season, you're Marcus Freeman, and you're looking over at the other sideline, and you're seeing Keon Keeley uh, with all the Ohio State recruits thinking, this kid has been committed to me forever. And, you know, in the last month or so, whatever, he decommits, and now he's on the sideline uh, of the team we're playing uh, the very first game of the season. How ironic is that? And in Ohio State's case, how good is that? I say ironic's not the word he probably chose, but go ahead. <laughs> probably not. But uh, yeah, I think uh, with Keon, I, I think Alabama, like a lot of other people, has the lead right now. I think if he picked right now, that's where he's going. But I also have done this long enough and been around uh, this Ohio State staff that uh, led by Mark Pantone that's been Ohio, at Ohio State now for uh, whatever, 10 years, whatever. Uh, when they get a kid on campus for an official visit, all bets are off. We'll see what happens. All right, we're going to take a quick break here, and then we're going to come back and nail all these questions, make Mark earn his money. (laughs) And we are back. Okay. Larry Ventresco, one of our best, goes off topic here, but that's okay. Good morning, everyone. Good morning, Larry. Whatever happened to the North-South Ohio All-Star football game they used to have? A lot of great talent played in those games. Mark? Uh, if you want the full dissertation, uh, it's been a evolving process where, you know, the East-West game where we played Pennsylvania dissolved. Pennsylvania really didn't want to play Ohio anymore, and that game is no more. And so North-South being the crown jewel of Ohio, that game is still played. But over the years, we saw big-time commits not playing the game because they were going to school early or uh, – Enrolling early, or they just didn't want to get hurt, and the game was so late in the summer that they were going into their camps. Well, the coaches in Ohio moved that uh, north-south game to, I believe, April, maybe uh, maybe before that March, where it's played earlier in the year, where the kids can now commit to and play to it. And they turned it into two games, divisions one through three, and then divisions four through seven. So there's actually two north-south games. So you have the upper division north-south game, the lower division north-south game. Uh, more of Ohio's best players can play in that game. And it truly is the most prestigious game to get selected to. The kids do not pay to be in that game. In fact, they're showered with gifts, and they have a week with, you know, the coaches down there where they get to hang out with each other and do a lot of stuff, you know, uh, team-building type things, and they meet people in the community. So it's always been a great thing for the uh, the North-South game. It's just not as prominent in the summer when it used to be and in the dead time in the summer where people focused on it. It kind of sneaks up on you in those earlier months, but it's still out there. There was a statistic out there. What was that called? The Ohio-Pennsylvania game, like the Big 44 or something? The Big 22. Big 22. That game had been played for whatever years, and every single Super Bowl had a representative from that game. So uh, that was impressive. It's a shame that they got rid of it. Um, it was also kind of cool for bragging rights because those two states get after it. All yeah, right. I think- I had the Let, bragging rights for ahead. too long, and that's why it dissolved. I think it was becoming an unfair fight. At least that's what someone thought. Jim Harbaugh's nodding. In, uh... <laughs> anyway, uh, let's do this, Bill, both of you guys. As we get towards Thursday night football, in fact, I'll be on the road tonight at Milton Union to see the Fighting Lumberjacks. A lot of games this weekend, giving us Labor Day weekend. Some teams are getting it in tonight. 
Tom Pauly asks, which high school uncommitted recruits are really starting to shine for 23 and 24 on Friday nights? Any unknowns making a name for themselves? Let's keep that in Ohio. Anyone jump out to you quickly? It's obviously early in the season, but there's some whispers, Mark, out there of guys we should keep an eye on. You know, I haven't been looking at 2023. I feel like if I find a 2023 guy, it'd be such a diamond in the rough that it almost come way off the radar, but I still look for guys like that. Uh, I did a breakdown this weekend and I saw some linemen. There's a six, seven lineman at Toledo St. John's that uh, Bill saw. I ran into another senior offensive lineman uh, over at uh, Green High School. So they, they come up, but they're not Ohio State caliber. They're more that Mac caliber or possibly the Tiffin Ohio Dominican types. But uh, we do a breakdown we're going to release. This leads into that. We're we're going to talk about a few of the Ohio State 23 guys like Arvell Reese and some other guys like that. Arvell Reese, when you talk about burst on the scene, Bill has some film where he looks as explosive as I've ever seen him look coming off the edge. It, it looks devastating. Uh, so there's a 23 guy that we already know about. But my job now is 24. So I, I did a little profile this weekend on about five or six class of 2024 linemen that Literally nobody's talking about right now, and their names probably nobody's heard, but I can guarantee in three or four months we can go back to this video and we're going to be talking about a few of these guys. So I'm hoping to burn the candle at the other end and find guys in 2024 or 25 that you're kind of asking about that who's blowing up there. And, uh, you know, there's going to be guys on this video you watch today that you're going to say, okay, Mark, you got some guys blowing up there. I see what you're doing. Yeah, we've got a uh, eye in the sky coming here later this morning. Um, and then we'll try and have those on Monday morning. We'll do the eye in the sky from the Ohio state game where Mark will break down, you know, between eight and 10 of the key plays of the game. And then Tuesday morning, we'll have our eye in the sky from the weekend on the high school football scene. This was a uh, bill. I saw this name on the list and I didn't know it. Maybe you could help out or give people some information here. Robert Fry. Good morning, Bucknutters. Does anyone have a scouting report on Mylon Graham, wide receiver from New Haven High School in Fort Wayne, Indiana? Go Bucks. Bill, I am biased. Rod Smith burned me on Indiana football. Uh, I don't get as geeked for the Indiana guys as I probably should. Is Mylon Graham going to reverse my feeling? Terry McLaurin. Boom. I'm done. Pretty good player from Indiana that came to Ohio State. So, uh, but no, interesting, Robert, that you asked that question because uh, uh, we talked earlier in the show about players at Ohio State quickly uh, contacted last night. Well, it just so happens that Mylon Graham let me know this morning that Ohio State contacted him quickly. Uh, Mylon Graham is a very good wide receiver. He uh, has been Ohio State. Was impressive. Uh, earned a scholarship offer from Ohio State. Uh, I think he was the first or at least one of the first in the state of Indiana for the class of 2024 that uh, that Ohio State offered. Um, he is going to be at the Horseshoe this weekend for the Ohio State Notre Dame game. And like I said, they quickly got in contact with with uh, him. I, I reached out to him last night at around midnight and he got back to the, uh, this morning. And again, we have that on the, it's a VIP on Bucknuts, the, the kind of the listing of all the players, many of the players Ohio State contacted last night. And Mylon Graham is one of them. He's not real big, but he's a fast kid, a talented kid. And like I said, he, he earned an Ohio State scholarship offer. 2023 has been largely put to bed. We talked about the three defensive ends they're going after. Eric Turnbull wants to know, though, 
Are there any other D tackles in 2023 a possibility? Bill, do you see any late sleepers? Or Mark, is there anyone? I mean, a senior defensive lineman, defensive tackle in Ohio, that seems to me like we would know about him already. Things are always fluid. What do you guys think? Well, nationally, there's two, uh, and they both have a special visit scheduled to Ohio State. And right now, Ohio State, you've got the big three. Ohio State definitely, you know, is making every pitch possible to land Mateo, uh, Keon Keeley, um, as well as Damon Wilson. Those guys are all defensive ends. But uh, they could use another defensive tackle. Will Smith is the only one right now. But uh, Jason Moore could move inside two and play some defensive tackle. So they could, uh, they don't have to have, absolutely have to have a defensive tackle addition, but they are interested in one. They would have liked to add John Walker. The two that they're really focused on right now are Caden McDonald out of Georgia. He's making his official visit to Ohio State for the Wisconsin game. Uh, right now, Clemson's probably the favorite for him. But again, Ohio State's going to get him on campus here in a few weeks for an official visit. The other is Jordan. Big Baby Hall, as he sometimes goes by. Jordan Hall out of Jacksonville, Florida. He has an official visit set for Ohio State for the weekend of November 27th, 26th. That, of course, is the Michigan weekend. So those are the two big names right now that Ohio State has scheduled for official visits for 2023 defensive tackles. If it was Ohio, James Thomas from Fairfield would be my highest rated guy, but that's probably not Ohio State caliber. And Kamari Burns is a guy out of Gahanna Lincoln that we've talked about that he may be on the edge of something like, you know, Ohio State down the road if he had a big senior year. But those would be the top two names in Ohio that are gettable. I mean, Brennan Vernon's going to Notre Dame and some of these other guys are already committed. It'd, it'd be a, a swap type scenario or you take them from there to uh, or switch them from there to take them to Ohio State. All right, guys, we've reached that time in the show again. Where will you be headed this weekend? Mark, take it away. You know what, uh, Dublin Kaufman's uh, coming to the Hall of Fame to play Kent McKinley, so that's a nice, easy one for me. And then right up the street is uh, St. Vincent, St. Mary versus Barberton. But if you know anything about Ohio high school football on Saturdays, if Ohio State's playing, it's a weak Saturday schedule. In fact, the only schools playing at night are Catholic schools, but Notre Dame is playing Ohio State, so not even the Catholic schools are playing. I think we have the – maybe Benedictine might be the only game playing that night, and I happen to see Benedictine, but – Boy, the Thursday and Saturday schedule on a Memorial Day weekend or Labor Day weekend or whatever, it's not the same as it is on a normal Friday, Saturday night during the season. So it's a little slim pickings up here. But, hey, I'll check out Will Smith and be happy about that. No doubt. We look forward to seeing the review of Will Smith going against national traditional power, Kent McKinley. Bill? And piggybacking on what Mark just said. Uh, about the lack of games when Ohio State plays on Saturday evening. Um, Carnell Tate, IMG, and, and all their players, they're playing on Saturday at uh, uh, DeSmet High School in St. Louis. What in the world are they thinking to schedule that game? <laughs> but, uh, yeah, that's the one case of, you know, in Ohio, they don't schedule games, but uh, – when you reach out to, to Florida, all they're, they're not really thinking about the Ohio State schedule necessarily. So that is one that Carnell Tate can't be at the Ohio State game, Notre Dame game this weekend, and Winston Watkins and IMG and so on and so forth because they have a game on Saturday. But uh, on Friday night, I'll be going to Bowling Green, Ohio, uh, up in the great northwest part 
of the Buckeye State. Um, we're looking for Finley to get on the uh, winning track this weekend. They've had a couple uh, tough opening games. You know, Finley had a fantastic season last year, went to the playoffs, and if I remember right, uh, won their first or second round game. But I know they lost to uh, a very good Springfield team last year uh, in the state playoffs, knocked them out, and Springfield went on to the state championship Division One game. But uh, they've they've lost their first two games. Finley has this season. Uh, I, I kind of like their uh, chances of getting on the winning track this weekend. They are at Bowling Green. I'll be there on Friday night to see Ohio State commitment, Luke Montgomery. And then, of course, they're one of their uh, a quarterback target for 2025, Ryan Montgomery, who is uh, a super prospect as well. He is a super prospect. And I watched some highlights from the game they just lost, but he actually ran the ball a little better than I expected. Had a touchdown run from about 20 yards where he's a bigger drop back kid, but he's got some wheels on him. Some play hoops this summer. Very talented kid. Shocker, another great quarterback, possibly going to join the fold for Ohio State down the road. Now, people, know this. These guys will be here with bells on to cover all the stuff this weekend. And once again, do not forget, what we learned live starts immediately after the game. I think we all, you know what? We're going to get everyone to make a prediction here. After the game, the first thing you want to do, hook up what we learned live. It'll come in there and you'll love it. Uh, Derek Williams, yes. Several wide receiver recruits from Florida coming in this weekend. But Bill, before we go, and Mark, I'll give you the last word. Bill, give me a prediction for this weekend. Well, yeah, 17 and a half points for uh, playing a team that is ranked number five in the country seems a lot to me. Uh, I might go with the under on that, a little closer than that, just because that's such a high spread. And it's gone anywhere from 15 to 17 and a half. But I do like Ohio State. I think that uh, I think you're going to see an improved Ohio State defense. Jim Knowles is going to get that thing turned around. Uh, may not be all at once, but I think he'll get it turned around uh, relatively quickly. I think Ohio State will be pretty decent on defense. They're going to be dynamic on offense. And and I'm predicting an Ohio State win uh, by, by 10 maybe or so points, but I'm predicting an Ohio State win. Mark? You know, uh, new staff at Notre Dame, new staff for Ohio State's defense. The only staff that's intact is the Ohio State offensive uh, staff. They're going to be the show. They're going to roll. They're going to be the experienced group on the field. We have the quarterback that's ready to go. So I think we put up a bunch of points. The defense may sputter. You know, there may be a blown assignment or a missed alignment or something, and maybe Notre Dame makes a play or two. But defense will be improved. I believe in that. I don't think it could possibly be any worse. That's a fact. Uh, so – I think we'll keep the points down, and I think there'll be points. I think they'll cover the 17. I think there's going to be a lot of emotion. I think Ohio State has taken a lot of abuse over the summer, and I think they're going to let it out over this first game. And Notre Dame better be ready. And, of course, they have the team that could, you know, brace for it and handle us if they had to. But I think they're walking into a bear trap. Yeah, Notre Dame's strengths don't match up very well with Ohio State. Um, their defensive line is veteran. That's probably the strength of their team. But there's no Hutchinson or Jabo on the edges like there was for Michigan to torture us. Um, and this offense is, is ready to go. I'd be really surprised if Ohio State doesn't get a five in the front of the points. But 
I could see something like 46 to 20. I think they'll have the spread covered by halftime, to tell you the truth. And then Notre Dame, may, I think Notre Dame's going to be overwhelmed. Um, the idea of a freshman, freshman, a young quarterback coming in here who's never started a game, really, never really thrown an important pass, that just does not feel like a good combination for me. When the top receiver, Lorenzo Styles, is a really good player, but that's a lot to yeah. ask. Yeah, I say it's it's a big ask for a new staff in a hostile environment right out of the gate. They're gonna Notre Dame will be fine. Sure. But the best time to play them is week one when they when they still have some things that they're not gonna be perfect at. And I'm not trying to say we're picking on a weaker opponent, but it's a big ask for Notre Dame to come into this stadium first game of the year. There's there's no warm up with Youngstown State or Austin P or you know, a couple scrimmages to get your wheels loose. You you gotta find out straight from practice going against one of the best teams in the country. I mean, they got a couple kids starting in the secondary that have never started before. Can you imagine walking onto the field at the shoe as a corner who has never started before and you're head up against one of these Ohio State receivers on an island in front of a trillion people in the stadium and on TV, man? That's a pucker up time for a lot of kids. So we'll see what Notre yeah. Dame has inside. And we will enjoy the heck out of it. It's been a long wait to get back to here, man. That's for sure. But the live bullets are about to start flying. We can't wait once again. Be here all weekend, especially after the game. And then Sunday, you saw it last night. There's nobody had the recruiting coverage that Bill did. He's not sleeping all weekend. All <laughs> Diet Coke and no-dos for the Dean. We appreciate everybody stopping by. Have a good one, Bucknutters.